The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew von Furen, and today's episode is called Change Your Motivation. Praise the Lord. So let's get our dad on the scene. Well, you know what the Bible says. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And hey, that's the gospel truth. Praise Lord. Father, Lord, thank you that you're always here for us. And uh, you know what, Dad, you know what scripture I really, really love? It is found in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Lord, I don't think that many of us really understand that yet. You know, I don't think that many of us are actually walking in that yet. Um, you know, Dad, we are still looking to our natural parents as our parents and uh, Lord according to your system you know when a person reaches a certain age father that they Lord our physical parents become our brothers and sisters in Christ and uh, you know what Lord you are our father and we are your sons and daughters and Lord I want to thank you for that that privilege of being your son Uh, Lord thank you for Jesus thank you that Lord he is everything he is everything you had, and he's everything that we have. And Lord, I thank you for him. In Jesus' name, Lord, help me get this message through to your people, Lord, because, Dad, I know you love them so much. That's why you, you gave up your son. You gave up your son for all of us. And uh, Lord, lead me today by your spirit. And Lord, I welcome you to use me. And thank you, Father, for that. In advance, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so like I said, this message is called Change Your Motivation. And this right here is a love message, but there's some things I want to show you about the love message that I believe is really going to set you free. So what better way to start off a love message than to go back to Scripture, go back to what the Bible has to say. Um, I just want to throw this in. Um, Something that I've seen that has been happening in the body of Christ for a lot of years now. It's been slowly creeping in, and I see that it's just expanding and expanding and expanding, is the fact that Christians are getting away from what the Bible says. Christians are getting away from what God has spoken to us through His written Word. You know, um, I remember I was visiting uh, someone that I know, (laughs) and uh, we were just hanging outside, Uh, in their front yard, and another lady uh, came up to me, someone that my brother and I know from times past, and she lives in the same complex, and uh, she used to be a very close friend of the family, and I haven't seen her for years, and we got to speaking, and she had gotten married, and uh, she is... She's moving on in life, you know, she's, she's working on her body because she's preparing her body so that they can have kids, etc., etc., and uh, they, they prosper nicely, praise God. And her and her husband, they're both Christian, and she knows that, obviously, my family, we Christians, and she knows about the ministry, and uh, she was telling me that her and her husband, every night, 
they read these other books that's not actually part of the Bible. But listen to this. She says, but they were supposed to be part of the Bible, but they're not actually books in the Bible. They're not part of the, the 66 books. But she says, you know, it is the Bible, even though it's not part of the Bible, but it's supposed to be part of the Bible. I hope I'm getting this across right. <laughs> and she's talking to me and I'm thinking like, what? You know, if those books are not in the Bible, those books are not the Bible. You know, um, this she's a Christian. She's a Christian. And uh, that's what's happening in the body of Christ these days. They are making things up as they go along. You know, um, like I've, I've said in my uh, Your Godly Partner series, there's another episode coming up soon. So if you're single, look out for that. Praise God. Churches have been teaching people that it is fine to pick your own partner and God will bless it. And it's not in the Bible. There's another minister that I know of in this city, in Port Elizabeth. His whole church, they don't preach healing because he doesn't believe in healing. He's a senior pastor of this church, big church in PE, and he doesn't believe in divine healing. And if he had to open his Bible, he can go to like almost any book in the Bible and God is healing someone. There was healing in the Old Covenant. There's healing in the New Covenant. God is the one in Exodus 15, 26, that introduced himself as the healer. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And then in Malachi, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. So he was saying, I'm the healer and I'm not going to change. And he hasn't changed. Jesus came to earth. Jesus is his son. And Jesus continued healing people. And the reason for this is Jesus was only doing and saying what he heard and seen his father do. So, you know, he's looking at his father who is the healer and he was doing what he heard and saw his father do. And if you read your Bible nicely, you're going to see that Jesus healed multitudes of people. Okay, not just one person here and another person, you know, three months later. No, he healed multitudes of people on any given day. Like that was Jesus's healing ministry. Okay, can you imagine seeing multitudes of people all the time around Jesus. And Jesus is not only ministering to them, but he's laying hands on them and everyone is receiving their healing and their wholeness. Okay, um, there's a difference between healing and wholeness. And you can hear that in another podcast that I did called Jesus Made You Whole. And uh, to wrap this up, you know, Jesus went to the cross for you and I. Okay, he took our sin. He was our sin sacrifice. He took our sin. He took our curse. He took uh, sickness and disease from us. And by his stripes, we are healed. So I don't understand how senior pastors cannot believe in healing when Jesus took our sin, when he took our curse, where the Bible says in the new covenant, the new covenant is our covenant, where it says by his stripes, we are healed. Okay. First Peter 2.24. Check it out for yourself. So in the body of Christ, people are getting away from what the Bible says. Prosperity is another massive, massive area. I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word gigantic. Okay, another gigantic area where so many Christians are missing it. Jesus 
took our curse and he connected us to the blessing of Abraham. Okay, find out what that blessing did to Abraham and you're going to see what it's going to be doing for you. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine, it says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. Okay. And Christians want to fight about that. And uh, it is in their Bible. They need to just read their Bible. They need to read the Bible and uh, stop making things up as they're going along and read the Bible. That's all they need to do. Read the Bible. So, um, this is where so many Christians are failing. And one day they're going to be standing in front of Jesus and they're going to find out everything that really belonged to them, everything that was already theirs in Christ Jesus while they were still on the earth. And they didn't receive any of it because they did not read their Bible. So I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this one more time. People are not reading their Bible they're making up their own stuff, and because of that, they are losing out here on earth. They are saying, God wants you poor. They are saying, God wants you sick. They are saying, you can choose your own partner. They are saying, you know, God kills people. And they live in a fake Christianity because what are they basing their stuff on? At the moment, they are motivated to live the wrong way. They are motivated to believe in the wrong things. Everything that they believe... It's been coming from the wrong motivation. They're listening to the wrong people. They're listening to themselves. Where they should be going back to what God had to say. You know, back in the day, there were very, very, very strong Christians. I'm talking about proper leaders. You know, they did not speak anything that was outside the word of God. And because of that, miracles would follow them all the time. They spoke what the Bible had to say. They sang what the Bible had to say. They acted out on what the Bible had to say. Like the Bible was their life. And because of that, the Father was able to flow through them. The Father was able to touch other people's lives through them. Okay? They only thought, slept, drank the Word of God. You know, and because of that, they just experienced Him on this earth. So, Going back to the love of God, let's open Matthew chapter 22, and uh, I want to read verse 24 to 40. And this parable right here is called the Great Commandment, but listen to this. This is verse 34, and I'll be reading all from the King James Version. And it says, But when the Pharisees had heard that he put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, you know what? When I used to read this back in the day, I remember actually seeing this for the first time. I was We were actually living in another place on the other side of the city. And uh, one of the first Bibles that I was actually blessed with was a new international version. And it was brand new. And, oh, man, I enjoyed that Bible. I know a lot of people don't like it because um, apparently they've taken some things out. And uh, what a, what a, what a. And, hey, man, I just, I love Bibles. 
So I remember seeing this for the first time and, you know, it looks like these are two separate commandments. Number one, love the Lord your God. And number two, love your neighbor. And everyone's thinking, oh my word, okay. Um, got to love God this side. I've got to love my neighbor this side. And uh, they never realize it's actually one commandment. And I'm going to show you the proof of this a little later. But, um, you know, when the Ten Commandments were given to God's people, uh, they didn't realize that God was trying to teach them to love. And if you remember all Ten Commandments, if you stand back, you'll actually realize that that right there is walking in love. And they didn't realize it. And they're thinking, oh, my word, all these laws, you know, and uh, you come over into the New Testament and thank Jesus that it was simplified, you know, uh, love God and love your neighbor. And I'm going to simplify it even more for you. It's just walking in love with the Father. That's all it is. Listen to this. This is going to bless your socks off. If we jump over to 1 John chapter 4, and I want to read verse 19. It says, we love him because he first loved us. Now, do you know that in other translations, it just reads, we love because he first loved us. Now, I have studied 1 John out extensively. I've got a lot of different versions of the Bible, and uh, I've got one Bible that I just enjoy the most. It's a King James that I bought in the year about 2002. This Bible of mine has all my notes in it. It's got tons of scriptures that's been highlighted. I've got bookmarks that's attached to certain pages. You know, you cannot remove them. It's just my personal Bible, you know, and I, man, I enjoy it so much. And in this book, First uh, John, I read it. There's only five chapters in it. It's a very quick read. I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and there's things that started sticking out to me, you know, and I would underline it, and I would think about it, and listen to this. This is, uh, so we are in the book of First John, and once again, King James, and uh, this is chapter 1, verse 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, talking about the Father, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. This is verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So I just want you to see something here. You know, God is light. You cannot be living a life in darkness and then walk around claiming that you're fellowshipping with the light. It just doesn't work like that. Now, if you jump over to First John chapter 4, and uh, we're going to be reading verse 12. Listen to this. It says, No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Now, I'm going to make this come alive for you. I want you to see something. This is First John chapter 5, verse 3. It says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. You see that? This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. You know, when you love God, you are doing what he told you to do. And uh, what did God tell you to do? We're going to jump to the book of John. And uh, we're going to be reading chapter 13. 
Now, this is Jesus speaking. He said, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. So Jesus, by the Spirit, is giving us a commandment to love one another. In the book of 1 John, chapter 5, verse 3, it says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. So this might sound a bit confusing for you, but let me just open this up for you. God says, if you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. Jesus says, love your neighbor. When you start walking in love with someone, you are actually loving God. Did you know that? We are not talking about two completely different commandments that have no relationship with each other. The love commandment is one commandment that covers everything. When you go around loving God, you're going to be loving your neighbor. When you walk around loving your neighbor, you're going to be loving God. So when you're on the roads and there's people on the roads that's foolish, especially when it rains in Port Elizabeth, when it rains in Port Elizabeth, everyone becomes a Formula One driver. It is so weird. It is so weird. It's like that rain is actually jet fuel and everyone just starts racing, you know? You've got to walk in love. You've got to walk in love. And uh, I remember one night I, I was coming home from Driven Megan and uh, I was just driving 60. You know, my biggest thing is I just want to do the speed limit. Then I'm happy. And uh, there was this Bucky that swerved in front of me and stopped at the robots. And I slowed down and I stopped. And the robots turned green and he's just chilling at the robots. And I'm like, hey, what's what's going on here? So I know some people will hoot and start swearing and whatever. I just turned the wheel and I started overtaking him and he started racing. So I was like, okay, like whatever. So I stayed in this new lane that I just crossed into. And at the next robots, he like slams on brakes and I pull up next to him and I can feel his eyes on me, you know, and the spirit of God is saying, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Like, I don't know what's going on in this guy's life. But uh, I don't know if he's on drugs. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I'm looking at the, the robots. The lights turn green. I slowly pull away. He races. And it was so weird. Like, I'm not racing him. I'm not looking at him. I'm not engaging at all with him. And uh, then later on, he swerved in front of me. And he swerved into another lane. And as I drove past him, he's like flicking his lights, flicking his lights. And I'm thinking, like, that guy must have been on drugs. You know, the devil was trying to use him to, like, affect me. But because I was walking in love, I did not engage with him. I did not play his game. I was able to come home safe. Because, I don't know, that, that guy, he could have been crazy. He could have had a gun. He could have had a knife. I don't know. But when I was driving home, I prayed for him. I said, Lord, help him. Help him. Because clearly that guy was, there was something wrong with him. Clearly. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to do my speed limit. I wasn't even playing music. I think I was listening to a teaching actually. But uh, you do get some crazy people out there. And don't engage. Love them. Love them. Pray for them. Every time you come across someone that's just a thorn in your flesh, start loving them with the right motivation. When you love them, you're actually loving God. 
you know, something that I've seen all around the world is this whole racism thing. Don't play their game. Walk in love with them. If the next person wants to be racist, let them be racist. That's between them and Jesus. They're going to have to answer for that stuff. For you, love them. Don't mess with racism. If you see someone acting like a racist, pray for them. Pray for them right there. Don't engage with them. When you love someone that's racist, you're loving God. If you see something on the news that is unfair, you know, it's unjust, pray for that situation. Don't start moaning about it behind closed doors. Don't develop bitterness in your heart toward anyone. Get into that habit of loving people because when you do, you're loving God. That's what the Bible says. When you keep in His commandments, and one of His commandments is loving your neighbor, you're actually loving God. There are times where you'll be tempted to backbite. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Go around sowing seeds of love. Because guess what? You're loving your father. There are times where you will be tempted to get angry. Don't do it. Practice that love for your father. Make sure that everything is done in love. And the devil is going to bring tests on your way. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to ask him nicely about it. He's going to do it. Whether you're ready or not. Get your motivation right. See everything as another way to love your heavenly father. You know, because God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. He proved his love. Now with us, listen, we have the love of God shared abroad in our hearts, according to Romans 5.5. 5. But we need to practice it. We need to develop in it. Practice that in your marriage. Practice that in your relationships. There are people that get irritated over their spouse, and they want their spouse to change. And, you know, everything that you hear from them, it's their spouse's fault and all that. And you know what? You know what Jesus is going to say? you the problem. That's what he's going to say. You know, stop looking at everyone else as the problem. Look at yourself. Put a mirror in front of you and look at yourself. You can change that situation by loving them. It's time to change these things, praise God. And it's time that we start doing everything because we love God. There are people that will go around and they will claim that they love God. They'll claim that they hear from God every day. They will claim that they get visitations from Him, all these things. But they walk in in darkness and they do not know the truth. Their lifestyle just proves that they do not know Him. But when they're always walking in love, when they're always praying for people, when they're always living a selfless life, when they're always going out of their way for people, when they're always in a position to push the gospel forward in any given way, that is when a person is loving God. You can start today by loving God, by praying for your neighbor. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Love is something that needs to be developed. Start small, but get going on that. Start loving the people around you in small ways and just work on that. Develop a nice foundation and get stronger and stronger and stronger in it. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, 
Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.